previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. This may sound odd. We know you CNN all this stuff. Is there anything we can plug for you? Anything like that? No, just uh, continue uh, making fun of me in emails. Uh, and uh, <laughs> my kids always think that's funny when I'm listening to the show. And, and it'll be like some random email about something. And then it'll be, the person will be like, oh, yeah, and uh, eat it, Saliza. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my kids think I'm famous. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Hey, Littles. How's it going? It's going. Roxy's back. I'm back. She's back here. Just for a little bit. Safe and sound for another, (laughs) for two days. And then uh, Chuck's going to be leading the bachelor life for Uh a few days because Roxy is living the bachelorette life. She's going to her bachelorette party. So she's Yeah, which is funny. I didn't want a bachelorette party. And then COVID happened and took my choice to say no away from me. So now I want one. So now my friends are throwing me a party. I've noticed a little pep in your step. You I'm know? excited. I think you're a little excited to get away from Chuck here. Hey, I'm just gonna now. Say that. But, uh, How many okay. times have I already told you I'm going to miss you? <laughs> that's true. Ugh, All right. Gag yeah, me. It's making me <laughs> No, just kidding. Roxy, so much to get into. Yeah. So much great feedback. Once again, thank you, Crystal, Liza, that was for taking the time to come so on and nice. meet the Littles. It's so nice. And a major shout out to Claire Natola, who... She was the force behind all that. I didn't want to say up. that the last because I didn't want to spoil it for anyone. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the littles that have just helped us reach out to these bigs and other people and other littles. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the bigs. It's other littles that we didn't even mm-hmm. know existed. And they're like, oh, they'd be a great interview. And they are. They're all great. Yeah. Especially, you know, for us, because we've never been to a jingle fest or anything that when you might have the potential to meet some bigs. Right. And they can actually see that, that we're not we're not crazy, totally crazy. But <laughs> right. so it's been really helpful to have yeah. all of you reaching out and supporting and giving us a vouching for us, I yeah, guess. And that's yeah. why we still do this for you mm-hmm. so that you can hear their stories. And, the, you know, because there's always some things. I mean, like Chris said, his whole biography from the big show has been out there. Yeah. But there were some little fine tuned moments, you know, about the kids and stuff. And I just thought that was adorable. I mean, so. here's also the thing. Roxy knows nobody. That's true. So yeah. I'm hearing these stories for the first time and I only know little bits here here and there but as I'm getting to know all of you things that everyone does know about you well I don't know about you and I'm finding out for the first time so it's really fun for me yeah and we did get some actually some great feedback like I said but the one a little disappointing some people were disappointed to hear that he actually likes to hear people say eat it Saliza (laughs) they're like well now I don't want to say it because if I if he likes it then forget it so I thought that was really funny we got some of that we've got some great emails lots of cereal with the milk (laughs) discussion yep we heard from ritz who's not around milk in the bowl and then cereal who are these heathens <laughs> then we heard from tim Crean, fort collins colorado i have never in my life heard of someone putting in milk before the cereal this is clearly a path to madness a descent into the utter depths of human frailty a cascading wave of lunacy that can only end with the demise of organized society as we know it wow love that one very well written might need to go to the dictionary later. Right, right. But then, Roxy. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe we heard from Brian Becker. Yes. He says, you know who puts milk in the bowl before cereal? Psychopaths. But wait for it. And my eight-year-old grandson. See? So there is someone <laughs> out there that does this. All right, continue, Roxy. He says, the bag slipped out of the box mid-pour, sunk into the milk, and when he went to correct the situation, the bag scooped milk back into the box. We had a discussion about not doing it again. <laughs> Yeah. Good, good for you. Yeah. Cereal before milk. Wait, way to bring them up the proper way. 
Yeah, I really can't think of... If you're out there, if you uh, pour the milk in the bowl first and then put the cereal on top and you're not eight years old, please write into us, wtfcpodnet <laughs> at gmail.com. Because I'm genuinely curious. Because yeah. Roxy, seriously, we, we brushed upon this last time. Roxy likes to eat her cereal dry most of the time. Most of the time. It depends on the cereal. And typically, lately, I've been using almond milk if right. I'm using milk at all. And I get all that. But I do think because of that, there might be something to you putting the milk in first and the cereal on top. So it'll stay dry mostly. And then towards the end, you'll get the... My issue is always the cereal that's on the bottom. So if I have the milk already in the bowl, the cereal that goes on the bottom is getting, is soaking up the milk right, right. sooner than if you pour it over. So when you pour it over, everything's getting a touch of milk it's getting a... as it's trickling down to the bottom <laughs> of the bowl. This is such a great picture you're painting. <laughs> I'm using my hands here. Yeah, right. As it's trickling down to the bottom of the bowl. So it kind of mixes in and everything gets touched by the milk and it gets kind of spread out a little bit. Yeah, and then right. I eat it as quickly as possible. Right, but seriously, don't be afraid. If you put the milk in the bowl, then <laughs> the cereal, <laughs> write us in. We want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. And we might even bring you on the podcast uh -huh. immediately. Uh-huh. So anyway, we did have one error. I guess I should Aww. do this. I mean, and I quote, no, it's all me. And it's from Claire. She goes... Did you really pronounce mockumentary like mockumentary? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Because I rewound it to make sure I heard you right. Again. Thank you, Claire. Chuck likes to talk really fast. I like to talk what really slow. Mockumentary? Yeah. No, it's mockumentary. Yeah. Mockumentary. Like documentary. Right. That's mockumentary. What she, yeah, she went into that. We talked okay. off air about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because I wanted to apologize firsthand. Mm -hmm. you know, well, I, again, it's like your mouth gets the words out before your brain can actually like <laughs> not a great way to catch live. up so. all right roxy well because i want to get to your experience so yeah. but before we do that let's because uh -huh. this is what the fans have been waiting for we know the final four yeah the final four is here littles now we don't talk x's and o's here we don't talk about any sports really i mean well a little bit here and there but i mean come on now i was just as surprised as tony that north carolina and duke have never faced each other and that's impossible i think that's wrong i'm sure someone screwed up when they were looking over the stats i don't know it had to have happened some point i'm sorry but i guess not i am so excited for this they're always i'd say 99% of the times these are amazing games mm -hmm. i kind of wish it could have been the final championship game cuz mm -hmm. what a way to go out for both sides yeah. you know and the other thing is, how the hell did we not... You know, when things happen in the universe, like when Tom Brady goes to a new team after being on the Patriots for his entire career, uh -huh. how do you not think, oh, you know what? I'm going to put a bet on that team, no matter what it is. Tampa Bay came in the last place in their division the year before. How do you not put a, play, a bet on them to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking months in advance. So when we found out this was the last year of Mike Krzyzewski's last season, I mean, how did I not think that, of course, fate as it would be, of course... Carolina and Duke are going to face mm. each other, whether it's in the final four or the championship, mm -hmm. finally for the first time. Hmm. Okay. How I didn't think that through to when I was picking my brackets, I don't know, because although I think it's just fates out there, it's, it's destiny. I should have put money on it that they were going to face. I should have picked them both to get to wherever, <laughs> and we would have had my brackets picked perfectly to the final four, because I'm sorry, how could we not see that coming? Well, because there's still the element of the players need to show up. Right, but... I mean, come on. Because you've got, how many times do you have a Cinderella story? You have a 15 beating which we a had. two or right, whatever. Of course. Yeah, which had that. But um, my point is that it had to happen this way. There's no other way to write 
this story. Yeah. There is no other way to complete Mike Krzyzewski's life and right. career That's than true. going out in the tournament for the first time mm-hmm. playing North Carolina. There's just no other way to do it. Yeah. It's great. It's great. But more important, let's get to our final four. Yes. Now we have our final four names. So we're going to give you the final four. Then next episode, we'll announce the what we narrowed down to the final two and then the championship. Because by the time the next episode drops, the championships will all be over. And we have for our final four. Now, this is for the names, best names competition. We'll get to the actual who's in the lead of our bracket challenge points wise in a second. These are in no particular order. Roxy, you want to start us off? Yeah, we've got the tuna melts. Then we have cold cheese pizza. Then we have final fortal. And then Roxy, one of them made it. Yay. Not both. Kind of sad. They both couldn't get into the final four, but we have Tootie. Yeah. Tootie the Turtle. That's it. Tootie the Turtle is the bracket that made it into the final four. So we have the Tuna Melts, Cold Cheese Pizza, Final Fortal, and Tootie the Turtle. Good job. That's like four in a row. I know, right? Well, I've been practicing. (laughs) I'll I'll be honest. I've been practicing a little bit. So that's our final four for our names. Now let's get into our bracket challenge points. And for the people who actually know what the heck they're doing, because we don't, that's for sure. We have a new leader, Roxy. Ooh. We do. So last time, actually, I think he was tied for first, I want to say, last time, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so we have Dan Ban with a bunch of numbers. He's moved up to first place. Cool. Then we have a new one, Ryan Burt 99. Ryan Burt 99. That's a name we hadn't said before. Mm -hmm. He's now currently in second place. Then we have Mike's War Eagle. Now, he was on our lips a few weeks ago as far as like he was in the top four yeah. or five, something like that. And then we're also going to announce our fourth place this time because we're going in the final four theme, I guess is how we'll say it. And that is what? No Binghamton? So there you go. Those are our top final four as of right now. Yep. And uh, we might have some prizes for the runner up. We haven't kind of figured out exactly how we're going to dwell at the prizes yet, but we've got some really good mediocre ones to mm-hmm. give out. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about that. All right, so that's all the bookkeeping we have. Now, Roxy. Now, Roxy came home. I Roxy's did. still here. Of course. Okay, all right. Well, I was a little concerned because I kind of <laughs> got you into this. You were sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I was asleep you and you were, got me a job while were, I was sleeping. You were sleeping and I just kind of <laughs> got you into this. And I wasn't sure if you were going to hate it, love it, like yeah, it. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't sure either. Now, the cool part about this, and she's going to get into this in a second, uh-huh. was I did not think this through enough to even remember that. I forgot as a child, you competed in these dance competitions. Yes, I did. So this was like a complete role reversal for you. So yeah. tell us all about it. Well, because of my experience growing up, I really wasn't sure how I was going to like this because... I hated competition. The only reason why I did it for so long, I did it, I think, maybe eight, nine years. The only reason why I kept doing it year after year was because it got me on stage. It was however many opportunities each season, each time I was at a competition that I got to get myself on stage and practice performing. And this um, was through like a dance company that you took dance lessons from. Yeah, right? this, was this wasn't a, like individual. No, this was from my studio. Right, I was right. part of their dance company. We would go to these competitions. I would do like eight numbers at every wow. competition, like usually three solos, two, three oh, so you duets, did dance solo. trios. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm envisioning um, like but, the dance class represent- all together. But representing the studio. Oh, sure. And right, the company. Right, right. And then however many group numbers I did. Yeah. I always did a tap solo. I always did a jazz musical theater solo. And I always did a lyrical solo, which is basically just dance set to you're dancing to the lyrics you're letting the lyrics speak through your dancing anyway you should see her right now she's trying to like 
I'm trying to explain it with my. I'm with very hands, active and she's today. Very animated, but no, I mean it's good because I would have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. That, so. so yeah, so I actually, like I said, I wasn't sure I was gonna like it, being that I was from this world and haven't been in this world for quite some time. But I actually really enjoyed being on the other side of the table and kind of being away from all the drama that tends to happen backstage between studios and parents and teachers and kids like it's just a mess but why someone hasn't made they probably have made a movie about this and I don't mean like a documentary I, I mean like a mockumentary about you mean mockumentary Mock you, did I do it again yeah I did it again Claire I'm sorry <laughs> mockumentary he's working uh, on it just like Titty the Turtle yeah, clearly and yeah I just can't believe they haven't done this yet yeah I think it would be hilarious the one thing I will say I really liked about this particular competition which I hadn't heard of before it's called the power of dance and they've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for various charities so what happens is each studio participating in the competition they choose a charity of their choice and how whatever the their winnings that they get and how depending on where they place if they place in first place they get like an extra hundred dollars or something from the competition donated to their particular charity oh neat okay which is really cool so i'll kind of go through the list of some of the charities but they've got like saint jude's children's research hospital live like a unicorn unicef dance to inspire foundation so all of these incredible charities I really liked that aspect of the competition. And then I also just really enjoyed watching these young dancers putting their heart and soul on the yeah. stage and, and just kind some of, good memories. Yeah. And just kind of seeing where they're at and seeing how they communicate their joy of dancing through their movements. And we, I got to give out some special awards. So not only just like the scoring them based on how they do their performance, based on their technique, their choreography and how they perform it. But also if something stood out to me about a dancer, I could create a special award specifically for them. So yeah, it was just a really kind of cool experience i'd love to do it again all right now my first question when before she left i was like now are you going to be the simon cowell of the panel or are you going to be like the yo dog what's up no well what was interesting too there's three judges right yeah you told me that um, and each of us had a strength like i'm the tapper you know so like all the tapping i was very like zoned in on that we all have the experience to be able to give notes to these dancers sure, for right, all right. styles. But you were all probably nice. But I'm we guessing. we all have like our own strengths and our own like superpower knowledge, you know, so you towards like, various things. What so. are you even doing here? I I couldn't. Yeah, I can't stand yeah. This. No, no, just no. Get no. Off the stage. Nothing no like, like that. that. Oh, Nothing like that. Very okay. encouraging. Very <laughs> just I'm like just I always gave positive feedback as well as constructive criticism. Right, so yep. yeah, it was really yep. fun. Yeah. I remember from my education days, my music education days, three positives and then a negative. Uh-huh. That's how I was uh-huh. taught. Uh-huh. Anyway, oh, yeah, I was so kind of hoping was you were going to be like the female version of Simon Cowell. No, I don't know. For some no. reason, I was hoping. No, we were all very, very polite. Uh, of course you were. <laughs> all right. Now, Roxy, we also got an email pertaining to your dance stuff, right? The competition? Yeah. I heard from Don Hammock. He says, you didn't happen to judge a dance team from Mississippi called Kelly's Showstoppers, did you? So actually, no, I didn't. But you that up? Yeah. The program has all the studios that ah, participated. Okay at my particular location. Now, here's the thing, though. There are like hundreds of dance competitions happening every weekend all over the country. So, so, yeah, I think there probably was another competition that Kelly's Showstoppers was I like the name, though. I know. I love that, too. That's cute. 
Love it. All right, well, let's get out of here. We have a great Meet the Littles guest. Stick around for the bury the lean moment of this interview because it was talk about the connective tissue. That's all I'm going to say of the Loyal Littles podcast and the TK show. All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, I'm Tim Wildsmith and I'm a Loyal Little. And I'm Becca Wildsmith and I'm not a Loyal Little. She also drives a Subaru. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. in this episode by Jordan Rozowski, and this song is called Falling Down. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find Jordan on Twitter at Rozowski Jordan. He also has a website, jordanraz.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Z.com. You can also find all his stuff on Bandcamp at jordanrozowski.bandcamp.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Falling Down, at the end of the podcast. Alright, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, you ready for a good one? Ready. West Coast. Nice. West Coast. Three hours before us. Behind us. Well, before us. Know what how are that you goes? saying? Before us. <laughs> Three hours before oh, us. Oh man, it's going please, really well. Please welcome to the podcast, Matt Stanton. Hey Matt, how's it going? Oh, it's quite all right. Thanks for having me today. Thanks no, for I, coming on. I just realized something. Uh-oh. We're a little giddy today, Roxy. We've already done a few of these today, and so this is always fun to mix these up. Now, I said it quick, and I went, Stanton. Now, is that, it's Stanton, right? Yes, it is. It is uh, Northern Ireland. Ah. Nice. Nice. The side that people like to talk about, not the other side. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> County Mayo. It's like, I always say it's the Seattle of Ireland. Oh. Except for like, there's no like cool musicians from there it's just like farmland but Ah. that's on the map that's where it is i like seattle a lot and speaking of i love san diego as well but why don't you take a quick second and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there yeah i'm matt stanton i've been listening to the show for a while i just haven't i've got to be going on like 12 years now like even before the podcast when you would have to do the recorded radio show yeah like back in those days yeah it's been a minute and i love it met a lot of interesting fun people from the show so i love the whole community oh wow really okay we're gonna have to get into that but take us back where did you grow? are you originally from san diego where'd you go to school and all that stuff I grew up in Florence, Kentucky, which Whoa. is about 10 miles south of downtown Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I say I'm from Kentucky, and then everyone stares at me, and then I go, Cincinnati. <laughs> and then they get it. So. Really? It's, it's better that way. Well, you must be near the airport, right? Yes. Actually, my high school was one mile away from wow. uh, CBG. That's nice. the uh, Cincinnati airport. And everyone goes, but it's in Kentucky. Like, yes, we've heard the joke. Let's <laughs> let's move on. All right. I won't bring up a previous episode I just did like 
what, 10 episodes ago, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I did just that. Yeah. And I was, well, actually, it was, more, right. it was more of a rant than anything else. It was like, how dare you call yourselves the Cincinnati Airport? <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> we were talking about stadiums being like, my biggest pet peeve is the New Jersey Giants, as I call them. You know, and the Jets, claiming, their stadium is claiming, in New Jersey. Yeah, but claiming to be there from New York. Right. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a whole big thing with I, Chuck. I, <laughs> I can understand. Hey, I, I totally get this. Side note for a little Stanton family history. My sister, Kate, is a structural engineer, and she did the handrails at that stadium that you do not like. No way. Whoa. Wait. Now, life? now we might like it. <laughs> yes. No, she, did, she did the link in Philadelphia and Cowboy Stadium. I don't know why she became a handrail specialist, but apparently she is. Now, wow. All right. Now, let's pause. This is supposed to be about you, but I need to... What, what does that mean exactly? Hand rail specialist. Well, the whole idea of an engineer is like an architect oh. comes up with an idea, and then an engineer goes, "Oh, well, your building will fall down." Like that's pretty right. Much so this is like for safety. Does. Yes. Gotcha. So her specific thing is like concrete, and I guess that just the way the handrails went. So yeah, that's, that's what she cool. does. She's very smart. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. So she's smart, you're funny. Is that how this works? <laughs> I try to be smart, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into that. So get us from Kentucky to San Diego. Fill us in. Well, when I was 21 years old, I decided to drop out of college because I wanted to become a stand-up comedian. So I started moving to different cities. And I'd lived in Chicago, Minneapolis, Atlanta, Pittsburgh. And now, for the past three years, I've been in San Diego, California. And I love it. And uh, yeah, that's I call home. I live by the beach in a little uh, hippie neighborhood. And uh, yeah, it's probably my second favorite city. Minneapolis is my favorite city in the country, but what? San Diego is awesome. All right, I well, feel like those are polar opposites. So many pieces to fill in here. First of all, let's go back. <laughs> now, where did you go to college? I went to Northern Kentucky University. I went there to run cross country because mm. I'm, I'm a long distance runner. Okay, bearing all sorts of leads here. I, I'm, I'm so like flustered right now. I don't know which direction to go in. Do I go to like, I, I'm dying to know what your parents thought about when you said, hey, I'm dropping out of college because I want to be a stand-up comedian. My mom was totally cool with it. My dad, he was, he's the intellectual. That's where the brains in the family mm. come from. So he was quietly okay with it, <laughs> but very okay. Okay. That's funny. And what made you want to do that? Did people just start saying, hey, you're funny. You should do this for a profession? I've always wanted to do it ever since I was a little kid oh. uh, watching like Saturday Night Live. And the first special I ever saw, we didn't have cable because uh, my dad didn't want to spend money. Uh, so <laughs> I would go to a friend's house and spend the night. And I saw Norm MacDonald's HBO half an hour when I was like 10 years old. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. So I just kind of paid attention to comedy. And I always had been funny because I was a little bit of a shy kid. So it was mm -hmm. a way to like kind of not be. Yeah. Uh, I finally figured out what it took to be a stand-up. So I dropped out of college. Yeah, moved to Chicago to do it. Wow. And any good places there? I worked at a club called the Chicago Improv right when it opened. Sure. And then I found out that I uh, probably should have just visited the city and not signed the lease because that's the only good comedy club in the entire city at the time. So, uh, But overall, it was a good experience. And well, then I just started bouncing around after that. Yeah, Second City's there, though, right? Yes. Uh, see, I'm not an actor. I'm pure stand-up and uh, writer. So, like, acting, yes. Second City, yeah. oh, the whole Del Close. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. And then so you bounce around. So, okay, now you dropped... Minneapolis. <laughs> now, just so you know, I don't know how well you know your host, but Chuck and Roxy here have done quite a bit of traveling. Okay. And that's not on my list. I'm just going to put it that way. So go into that. What like, makes what, it on your what, list? Yeah. What makes it so appealing to you? 
It's a very polite city. Okay. They love their sports and they're very funny and well read. It's like all usually a city will be good at like one thing. Like I uh, lived in Pittsburgh and they love sports. They'll know stuff about sports and then they're like nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> right. In Minneapolis, they have like everything. And I get it. Ten weeks a year, it's like zero. And you're like, this is miserable. But overall, that the warm? comedy scene, yeah, it's probably one of the best uh, comedy scenes in the entire country. Really? For decades is Minneapolis. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now, in, in their defense, they do have the walkways all through the city, you know, so you can just go above yes. ground and just it takes a while to get there yeah. but you can do it so you don't have to be outside all i remember is i played there one year for and we were there for thanksgiving and it was so freaking cold mm-hmm. it was so cold and just walking to and from the theater every night was just a, i've actually oh. never been there but des moines was the other one yeah des moines was the one i went to where they had the, the walkway I guess the skywalks, skywalks and, yeah. but yeah it would take an extra 10 15 minutes to get to the theater from the hotel by doing that than just braving the cold yeah um, <laughs> you're like no nah, i'm good yeah. I'll, I'll leave early yeah but that's yeah. interesting comedy scene i would never think of that type of a i mean obviously because we're not comedians so yeah it's a whole like new to world to me yeah um, interesting that's so, so but cool. it's just really big acts started there like mitch hedberg nick swartzen frank caliendo louis anderson mm-hmm. all these people they all originated because wisconsin's really funny too but then they're like i'm not gonna be in the middle of wisconsin i'll just go to the biggest city right. and they always went to minneapolis so oh. yeah just really because it's just smart crowds and that's what a comic needs to grow and get better and if it wasn't for my two years living there i probably wouldn't be able to do comedy the way i can now oh wow that's so cool. interesting so like a good training spot for you yeah there are certain things like in comedy you can tell what someone's open mic scene was like you can tell if they yell all the time hmm. they started out doing comedy where they wouldn't turn the tv off so like oh the hockey game's on so you have to like scream over the audience oh, oh i thought you meant like sam kennison style <laughs> oh he nah, he was just annoying <laughs> <laughs> oh come on i i'll never forget this came up i forget how it was on a oh it was on a different podcast the girls beer sports sports pod that i chuck here listens to everyone's and they brought up back to school and do you remember that movie back to school with ronnie dangerfield i love ronnie dangerfield oh and the woman that played the english she just passed away sadly and she was also in the movie mash but anyway, so, but Sam Kennison was in that movie and that's where I was first introduced. I had no idea who Sam Kennison was. So I, of course, thought he was just this crazy actor, not realizing he was stand up. Yeah. Which totally made sense. But I didn't at the time even realize that. I mean, you're right. Yeah. He was from a family of preachers. So that's, that's right. why he spoke like a preacher and except for different topics. <laughs> right. <obviously>. Right. right. <laughs> that's right. I completely forgot about that. Oh, Sam Kennison. You're right, though. Like three minutes in, you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, like there's only so much of that you can take, <laughs> but it's a good time. I mean, yeah. depending on. Okay, and then what made you settle in San Diego? I had never lived on the West Coast before, and mm. I came out, and visited, had a wonderful time, kind of got immersed in the scene. I was like, oh, I could totally live here. Yeah, like, weather must be so nice. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I've I've played the Civic Theater down there yeah. a bunch of times, and it's just always so great mm-hmm. when you get to. Oh wow! When you get to one, this was the dream we teched a production of The King and I there. And so we were there for like two and a half weeks teching, and then we opened for a week. So we were there for almost like a month. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to California. I have been to the West Coast. I've been to Seattle, but I've not been to California, and I'm dying to go. And San Diego is one of my spots I'd like to go. And actually, San Diego uh, is one of the three baseball stadiums I've never been to. So Mm. I've seen the outside many times. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, when you're on the train down down to Mexico. But you never... it is probably my. It's in my top five for state because I also like to go to all the baseball stadiums. They do have the best stadium food. So really? uh, I'll go ahead and throw an invitation out. If you do come to town, I have some tickets. So if you want them, I just give oh. them to you. Okay. So let everyone know I'm a very nice person. Wow. I guess so. <laughs> okay. oh, that's amazing. No, now, I, no, I generally would give you a ticket if you were in town. No, that's, that's very that's sweet. That's really now, nice. Wh- let's get to the important part, though, the food. What are you referring to? Because you're right. All ballparks, I think, have, like San Francisco has the garlic fries and things like that. So what's your favorite? Uh, I would have to put our garlic fries oh. up against anybody's garlic fries. Oh. And then, of course, the fish tacos okay. are super good and I know they have a very good beer selection, if that is your world, but I would say a garlic fries are my go-to. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Good to know. Do yeah. they have a Sam Adams? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Samuel Well, actually, the one complaint for my world, they have a ton of IPAs, uh-huh. and I don't like IPAs, uh. but San Diego, apparently, you have to have one at all times and 50 varieties and then like one lager. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I see. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think that made Roxy thirsty, so she's going <laughs> to need to get a beer. Um, and so you can stick around, though, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is Jolene in Nebraska. For all the golf haters, don't listen to this bumper. For the rest of you, it's almost Masters Week. Woohoo! Now back to Chuck and Roxy on the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Matt Stanton here. Get that T in there this time. So one thing we didn't get to in the first segment was now you've moved around a lot, which I always find this interesting. Also because Kentucky, where you grew up, now I'm guessing I know this is going, but why don't we just get into this? Where's your fandom? What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite teams? That kind of thing. My favorite sport is baseball. My favorite of all teams for now is the Cincinnati Reds, though I could see that waning a little bit. But then, yeah, I like the Bengals. And then I like Seattle teams because the street I grew up on, Sean Alexander, the famous Seattle Seahawk, Mm -hmm. he played on that team. And then also King Griffey Jr. Every Cincinnati kid loved King Griffey Jr. Right. And I was actually pretty good at baseball, so I idolized Randy Johnson because I was also a really lanky guy who would be a pitcher. So, yeah, so Seattle and Cincinnati are kind of like my things. But I like the Padres. Yeah, I was going to say the Padres, well, you just got some bad news about your one star. but (laughs) I know. All my teams, terrible news, except for the Bengals. I'm going to ride that Cincinnati Bengal high for a couple of years now. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, we were kind of pulling for you. Yeah. For yeah, sure. I, it wasn't until after the game that we actually knew some littles that were actually rooting for the Rams. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, Chuck here is still bitter about the Rams from when they stole the Super Bowl appearance from us back in, what was that, 19? From 18? the Saints? Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah, missed, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a bad one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. I get it. Play defense. I get it. But okay. So you said baseball. So you're excited about baseball coming back, I assume. Were you scared? Uh, yeah, I got nervous because, uh, yeah, I made a big investment in some tickets this year for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh boy, (laughs) this is not working out. (laughs) Well, it's back. So that's great. And then we also talked about, you were saying what you did in college. So you're a big time runner. Yes. I've been running for 27 years now. Wow. Wow. Only one injury. I feel lucky. I slipped one time in 27 years. I used to do it a lot, and not so. Then I discovered this new hobby, softball, 
and I just I just didn't have time to run anymore. I still just I, that ninety feet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not even 90 feet in softball, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 90 feet to the outfit. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I do still like to run. I just don't. Half marathons used to be my jam. I used to really enjoy that because it was a, a, a pace where I felt like, or a distance, I should say, where I could actually kind of challenge myself and actually go for that PR, so to speak, mm-hmm. where I did do one full and I barely made it. You know, I was just like, of course, I didn't train. Now, that's a whole other story. Well, but yeah, there's, all, there's your mistake. There's that. <laughs> But yeah, the half marathons, I did them all over the country. Like, because whenever I was on tour, if there was a, a race in town, I would do it. And sometimes to a fault, because if we have a two show day and then you're doing a marathon in the morning, that's mm-hmm. not probably the wisest thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. I did it. I completely understand because I do the same thing with comedy. I like to sign up for different races. Like just yesterday, I signed up for my first full marathon Ooh. in Albuquerque because that's one of my favorite cities. Mm. Nice. Um, I'm also starting to challenge myself. Like I'll still do like the, the fast rate, like the, the, you know, like a 15 K or a half marathon, uh-huh. but I started doing ultra marathons. Ooh. Yeah. What's that? They call it an ultra marathon when it's over 26 miles, but what they should call it is unnecessary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hello. No one needs to do that. No. The unnecessary marathon. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I started looking to some of these. There's other shorter. Now they're shorter. They're like five, 10 K's where mm-hmm. you run a mile it, and it's sponsored by like Krispy Kreme donut and you run a mile and then they have to, you have to like eat a donut and then run another mile, eat two donuts. Oh and, yeah. That sounds wonderful. Not, not a like good idea. Already. Not a good idea. <laughs> So I enjoy running, but I've never been able to get myself into it full time. So my version of running is there are running paths all throughout Central Park. And there's a small loop that's just under two miles at the southern part of Central Park. And if I can run the entire loop of that, I feel proud of myself. (laughs) It's kind of nice. And I've noticed a point in time where I'll get into everything hurts in the beginning. And then I get to a point where oh, I'm actually feeling really good. Yeah. And then by the end, I'm like dying. Well, now, <laughs> Matt, do you, well, first of all, Roxy, you sell yourself short because I've run with you a couple times. And I think if we could get you into a race. I would love to try a 5K. Like a 5K. I would love to try I a 5K. I think you would fall for it and I think you would love it and yeah. you'd want to keep going because. Let's do it. I mean, you push yourself. I'm not. <laughs> all right, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I, look, I used to so do it all the time. Project. 5K was like, ah, eh, that's amateurs. I 10K, it's got to at least be a 10K for me. (laughs) No, but seriously, I probably should go back to that. But no, no, what I was going to say was, Matt, does this ever happen to you where you, or maybe you're one of these people, I say those people. I know people that run like two or three miles before the race just to warm up. Whoa. Now, have you ever seen that? Uh, I have seen that. I am not one of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm so I, glad. I wake up nine minutes before the race. Oh, I wish. <laughs> and I nine roll minutes. The front. I wish I could do that. I'm not. I'm the total opposite. This is the worst part. I cannot just roll out of bed and go anywhere. We live probably five, maybe seven minutes from the ball fields where I play. Yeah. Okay. And I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, if you have a last minute scratch, give me a call. I can probably just hop right over and play the game. You know, whatever. The problem is, if it's in the morning, I especially with races, I have to have my two cups of coffee, maybe more sometimes, wake up, do that whole routine just to just sit there, not do anything really, Mm -hmm. just sit there and drink my coffee and wake up basically. Mm -hmm. So I can't, it has to be at least an hour and a half, if not two hours. Yeah. So I can't just do that. But yeah, I'll go to the race and you'll see these people like running crazy, like before the race. And I'm like, but I have to say going off of what you were saying, Roxy, is there are times where I'm in a longer race, like a 10 K and I'll hit mile two and a half 
And all of a sudden I feel, oh, I feel good. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, it's probably because I warmed up. Right. You know, it's like, (laughs) as you know, being a dancer, you know, it's like crazy. But so actually I have another question. Matt, you said that you've only had you've been fortunate and you've only had one injury in all the time that you've been running. What is your secret? I think I have to be appreciative of my parents for giving me genes that make me not get injured because mm-hmm. I think that's it. I don't think there's any I I'm not limber. I it's just random. Yeah. I honestly do. I wish there was a better answer, but I'm just like, no, just thank your parents or curse your parents if you get hurt <laughs> right. all the time. True. You're like, True. well, this is their fault. I had nothing to do with this. But do you stretch it all beforehand? I mean, foam rolling is a big thing that people do. Maybe Two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll stretch for two minutes. Yeah. I know you're supposed to do more. No, I mean, <laughs> look, like it's everyone's body functions differently. And there are, I think, certain overall general ideas of what people generally should do. But also you have to listen to your body. Being a dancer, I have to do the same thing. And also it, depending on what you're going to do and how much you're going to do can also determine how much you do before and after as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's a perfectly valid answer in my opinion. <laughs> I like that both of you have been on the road and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. because I think it's like a different thing because comedy is the same way. I don't know if you all have this. Maybe you're in bigger groups, but I love long road trips to shows. Like it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite times. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that's where I listen to the podcast a lot of the times. Like I'll just knock out a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's just a different life. And I figured you guys are in it. As yeah, well. totally. Yeah. Travel days are the best day always to listen to a podcast. Yeah. Now, speaking of long road trips, by any chance, had, did you ever get out to chatter to see a taping or anything like that? <gasps> yes, I did. Whoa. Oh. I went there and actually I was there for the first picks, the uh, NCAA picks when Ooh. they did it live. Oh, yeah. cool. I was there for that. I worked at a club in suburban Philadelphia and I stayed an extra day to drive down and uh, hung out with Claire. Claire's oh. my buddy. So. Oh. Well, Claire's our buddy now too, yep. I think, I feel like. Yep. She was here for like six weeks or something I like know. that. Crazy. Not <laughs> here, here, but... She was like in the city. Door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Staten Island. She was all the way in away. Staten Island. <laughs> As we discussed. That is a podcast. far trip. <laughs> that, now, was that the first time you ever met Claire? How did you meet Claire? Actually, she came to one of my comedy shows before. One time I had uh, actually had Nigel open for me Ooh. at a club wait, in whoa. Frederick, Maryland. Wait, stop, stop. This very stop. late moment is brought to you by. Stop. We love when this happens. Okay. <laughs> this bury the lead moment is brought to you by who did you say? I just said that. That. Okay. <laughs> That's a good product. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. I knew that he had done like a little bit of comedy. So I was like, okay, I'll just have someone do like 10, 15 minutes before yeah. me. So I contacted him and he's like, oh yeah, I'll definitely do this. Wow. So, yeah. He came out and yeah, it was fun. That is really cool. Okay, now I forgot where that Chuck came from. Chuck is speechless right uh, now. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> well, because you know you don't know. Are, uh, You're profesh. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. I make. I make dozens of dollars. Doing <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, listen, I'm glad we snuck that in there. Yeah, we're almost out of time here now, Matt. As you know, we can't get away without any fun, dumb questions. Is that okay? I'm very excited. All right. All right. Always excited, Roxy. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? I would be uncomfortable because that sounds really creepy to me. <laughs> I would just sit in the like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Now we no one would find you out though. Yeah, right. No one's going to know. I would know. <laughs> yes. Even worse. 
<laughs> Love it. Yeah, we find people either like to be a, a fly on the wall or they like, like to follow people. Follow like their kids. Their kids or... around, make sure to see what they're really doing during the day. <laughs> right, that kind of stuff. If you could host Saturday Night... You haven't hosted Saturday Night Live, have you? I have not. Okay. If you were, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? Musical guest? I mean, I would have to go back in time 22 years, but it would be the Ramones. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Well, nice segue. If you could time travel, when would you go? I would go to 1981 because that's right when Ronnie Dangerfield was at the peak of his comedy oh. powers mm. and the Ramones were at the peak of their live show. And I'd want to see those two. Very specific, go. though. There you go. Were they not around in 1980 or 1980? Like, <laughs> they were at their peak, their though. Their peak. No, I know. But I mean, that's very... that. that that's my thing. When I like something, I try to see like the I deep dive and I've seen sure. so many bootlegs that I'm like, this is where they're actually peak. And yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. No, I'm a big Rodney fan too. Mm-hmm. I, I always, I, I introduced Roxy to easy money and some of his other earlier movies. Yep. It's just, he's just fantastic. All right, Roxy, what do we have next? All right. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Ooh. We haven't asked this one in a while. That's a good one. Let's see. I would go, I would love Sasha Baron Cohen to do it. Ooh, okay. We have the same hair, except for his is thicker, and uh, he's lanky, and I'm lanky. Oh. <laughs> so I'd like that. Very nice. nice. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Uh, Paddington. Aw. Oh, I love That's Paddington. That's the yellow hat there, right? He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Paddington. I forgot about Paddington. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> oh, Roxy can't, she can't get herself together to ask the next one here uh, if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go I would go to Italy because I like coffee culture and I want to go there and I like to bake so mm. I'd want to go to like a coffee I mean France has the patisserie but something like that like, yeah right. yeah Italian pastries are great yeah so. yeah so I'd be all in on that because I'm also very unhealthy with my diet so <laughs> I would love that and one of our newest ones, what's your favorite swear word? Oh, this is from the movie Dirty Work. It's when a news reporter got a phone dropped on his head. And he says, son of a bitch bastard. I just think just the way he said that, he hit all the cadences. I like that. All right. So that's like. That's a good one. It's like multiple. I that's, know. That's, that's multiple. a good one. It's just the fluidity of yeah, that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So much. Yep. Right. Yep. Now, speaking of, we didn't get into this. So you're. I'm guessing you're a clean comic. Where's that line for you? I happen to be clean. I talk about adult things just because it'd be weird if I just started cussing because I don't really cuss in my daily life. Right. So it just worked out that way. When you're, I I love that we're well past the interview and we're in the fun down questions. And this is when Chuck starts thinking of these, what I think are decent questions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, no, that's I think that's a good question. So your stand up is more real life than you're not putting on an act. Nigel. No, it, it's me. Yeah, I'm not a character. It's yeah. just gotcha. who I am. But that's the thing. Real life is funny. Oh, absolutely. I just think there's both kinds. Yeah. I think there's people that go out yeah. there and like they hit a switch mm-hmm. and they're a different person. Yeah, see, I, I feel like I would probably, I think I would gravitate more to the real life scenarios that are funny versus the, mm. oh, I'm going to say this and make it funny. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I would really enjoy your show. Well, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. She's going to plug in a few minutes. Yes. Get another one right there. Oh, gosh. All right. This is from Dina and Damascus's math class. And they want to know if you could steal one animal from the zoo, what would it be? A gibbon. 
A what? A gibbon? The hell's that? It's uh, it's it's, gi- it's kind of in the ape world, ape oh. and monkey, because it's uh, it's also my workout goal. Because they have really long arms and legs with giant oh. hands, but then really, like they have like yoked shoulders because they just hang all day, and they have the most adorable face. Oh, so they do. I think I would really like. Roxy's them. all over this. She's got the Google. Oh, machine they out. are cute. Okay, hello, can Chuck see here? Because I have no, I had no idea what that was. Look at that face. Oh, all right, I got you now. Very That's cute. also what I look like in real life, but like a six-six <laughs> version. Of that. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> and um, pretty good zoo out there, if I remember correctly, right? Oh, it's oh, it's uh, and Cincinnati. I, I'm blessed wherever mm. I grew up and lived. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Nice. Cincinnati doesn't have SeaWorld, though. They do not. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I like SeaWorld. I would go there. I had a pass last year. I just skip one exhibit because it makes me uncomfortable. But I go see all the other What's stuff. That? I can't see the orca show. It just, yeah. I'm like. I can't. I know it's in the area, but I'm just like, I just walk like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, Matt, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, what can we plug for you? Where can we find your stuff? Well, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at Matt Stanton Comedy or my website, mattstantoncomedy.com. I also run a trivia business called total-quiz.com. So that's oh. like technically my day job. I do a ton of online corporate shows for trivia so that's how i spend my days off i write trivia questions oh wait, wait, wait. so what do you mean what, what does that mean like people can hire you to like do a virtual trivia they sure can like if people are spread out all over country all over the world i just give them a zoom link we come together for an hour and people can see face to face even though they're at great distances and they have fun playing a trivia game and then they get to see this charismatic guy host oh. the game bobby Let's talk about this. I think we, I think I there's think something here. we might need here. a little Loyal Littles podcast trivia night or something. Yeah. That could be kind of I'm fun. Online. All right, Matt. Well, thanks for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Solid. So now do you Chuck Todd it? Follow up. No. <laughs> That's a lunatic. <laughs> you take that French horn, you get out of here. I'm not doing that. Ah, Exactly. All right. Well, thanks again, Matt. We really appreciate the time. All right. Thank you very much. All right. All you loyal littles, we'll be right back. This is Joe Magnum from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And thank you, Matt, again, for coming on to meet the littles. Such a fun time. One of the best Bury the lead moments I can imagine. I mean, how great is the connective tissue? It's so cool. Just blows my mind. I mean, how great would that have been to been there for that event? Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're excited. Now, Roxy, we've got some new, not really new stuff, but it's sort of new. Uh huh. (laughs) But we have someone with us. We're very excited because we're going to kind of do a little mini five mediocre minutes here slash something else. But first, please welcome back to the podcast, Brian Becker. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Good. And uh, you can't spell mediocre without me. So (laughs) (laughs) good one. (laughs) Wow. He's been he's been ready for this for a while. Now, we brought you back for a couple reasons. I mean, first, we just wanted to say hello. It's been a while. I don't remember the last time we keep saying we're going to do this, but we'll look it up before we leave. Uh, When do you remember when we last talked? According to my Skype history, it was 
uh, late August. Oh, okay. So it's quite a while ago, actually. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Your episode was, what was it? Episode 84? 83. 83. Episode 83, A Sandwich in a Story, it was called. Yep. September 4th. September 4th. So if you want to meet Brian all over again, make sure you go back and hit that. Now, Brian, we read one of your emails that you graciously sent us in the first part, and it partly involved about your grandson, who's eight. So we're we're cutting him some slack. Yeah. Now, you're saying, now, can you, I didn't quite get the whole, that's why I didn't go into it in the first part, Roxy, because I knew we had him coming on. So we're going to hear firsthand. Can you explain that situation? You said the bag fell in the bowl? Yeah, so he had a bag of, I don't know, Lucky Charms or Cinnamon Toast Crunch or something, a a box, and he was pouring it into the milk that was pre-poured, which is just wrong. (laughs) And (laughs) See what he gets? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So the you know the plastic bag inside the box started to slide down with gravity. Yep. Yeah. And the corner of the bag went into the milk. Mm-hmm. So then when he went to pick it up, he scooped up milk, and it, the milk poured down into the box. boxing bag of the cereal. <laughs> okay. Now this is a good reason why not to do it. Okay. That, that, yeah. Now I'm starting to see the picture. Uh-huh. I was thinking it more of like I don't know, just because I've never seen anyone do it, or why would you do it? And I get like, why people like coat the cereal with a little milk on top, as Roxy very vividly described in part one of our you know, episode. And, and accurately. Yeah. yeah, right. Absolutely. And so I just I'm kind of dying to see someone. There's got to be someone else out there. Now, did he did you ask him why he did that? Uh, yes. Oh, OK. He, he's eight. And he just said, I don't know. He just said, I don't know. He's like, okay. I'm just trying something. Well, because you think like he had to see it from somewhere. So I like, don't know. Maybe, don't know. maybe not, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Kids kind of come the, up with different pressure, funny so. ideas. Yeah. Well, Brian, let's get back into you now. So it's been since August. How's everything going? Everything good? Uh, very well, thank you. Okay, good, good, good. Any updates? Nothing you need to, anything to plug? Anything like that? Uh, let's see, since August, we had another grandchild. Oh, oh congratulations. All right, congratulations. A little, little boy born in January. Oh. So. Nice. So how many is that now? That, he was, num- between myself and my wife, we have kids from previous marriages sure sure this is the seventh grandchild wow amazing nice well congratulate enjoy that that'll keep you busy yeah (laughs) so now let's get to the point why we really had you on on the last episode you wrote in and i forget what the bulk of the email was about but i do remember you saying something about you were toting that you got the stump the host question Oh, yes, I did. No, I did. Do we remember what that question was about? I know it was the carving something in the pew. Yeah, so, yeah carving in the yeah, pew. Yeah, like the, what's the worst thing you did as a and, kid? Right. Um, and then it was just the one. Oh, right. We what's the worst thing? The yeah, one. what's the worst thing you did as a kid? Yeah, because I nailed it. And Yeah, Roxy oh, nailed it. It was somebody spray painted a, a like a baseball. Oh, right. Like a, right. Somebody carved in the pew. Oh, and then it was also uh, someone almost burned the house down. Yeah. Don't play with yeah. fire. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, Littles, I swear to you, he didn't know this, okay? <laughs> but the main reason we brought you on, Brian, is because we're going to play Stump the Host with you right now. How's that sound? Excellent. No pressure. I, want, to pr- <laughs> I want you to prove to us here. How easy this Mr. Is. Oh, I got it. I nailed it, okay? Because Chuck here is furious, okay? Now, I will say going into this right now mm-hmm. that I think this is a gimme. Okay. Okay. I think this is a very easy. Now, what we've been doing, just so you know, we've been alternating because obviously someone has to get a little bit of a heads up because mm-hmm. someone has to read the question. We've been going back and forth. So the first time I think you read the question, read the question then I then read, it. read it. And so, yeah. so that one of us knows nothing what this question is or right. what the answers are or anything like that. Right. So are you ready? I am prepared to fail. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mr. Wait, Mr. I nailed it last time. You better know. We'll all right. Now I will say, I do think this is at least for me, I think 
this is but you're also going to see why Chuck is staying far away from this one. You'll see in a second. Okay. The question is, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Okay. Okay. Now, the answers are Bender from Futurama. Roxy's got a weird look on her face. Now, Brian, do you even know who that is? I am vaguely familiar okay. with Futurama. Right. Velma from Scooby-Doo. And then, I know Velma. And then there's a little thing. It says, I love solving mysteries, and I'd be flirting with Shaggy. I have a pretty good idea who that is. Okay. That's what I mean. I feel me too. I feel. But here's the kicker. Then the third choice is Roadrunner, tall, skinny, and fast. Three opposites of me. <laughs> now, if you think I'm going on the air and telling someone that they're not tall, skinny, and funny, I'm that's I'm fast. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So that's why I brought you on, Brian, because I am not <laughs> answering this question at all. Okay. Okay. So the list we have the littles. We have Michelle Miller, mm-hmm. Jamie Julian, mm-hmm. and Bobby Godfrey. Okay. Okay. So it's if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Bender from Futurama, Velma from Scooby Doo, or the Roadrunner? All right. Now, Brian, we're gonna let you go first, actually. And you kind of chimed right in, saying, "Oh, I think I know who that is for the Velma from Scooby Doo." Mm-hmm. So why don't you start with oh, that no. one? Oh well, yeah. I thought it was gonna be um, Dina. Oh, I see. So we should have done that first. Yeah, I like to do that. I like to try to guess before I even hear the names. I forgot. We're sorry. Okay, so we spoiled that. So we're, we're, we're nailing this so far, Roxy. So, but now let's, you're our guest. So we're going to let you choose first. And you know what? We'll even go after Roxy gives her answers. We'll give you a second chance to reevaluate your answers. How about that? Okay. Okay, so here we go. So Bender from Futurama. Who do you think? I believe that Bender is Bobby Godfrey. Okay. All right, then we have Velma from Scooby-Doo. So you have Michelle Miller and Jamie Julian left. I can see Velma being someone that Jamie would relate to. Okay, and then we have Roadrunner, tall, skinny, and fast. So what you're saying is Michelle is not tall, skinny, and fast, I guess is what you're saying. I'm saying that Michelle is the only answer left. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Process of elimination. That's a great way to go, sir. Yeah. Okay, all right, Roxy, you've heard these answers. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of where my brain was going, too. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, mine, too. I feel like Futurama is very Bobby. Definitely. It's. I can guarantee, if it's not Bobby, I don't think I'm, I'm sorry, Claire, if it's not Bobby, I don't think I'm ever doing this again, (laughs) because I remember from his interview we did with him, I remember from his other comments past, he's posted some funny GIFs. That's right, I said it, GIFs on- uh, We still love you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, all right, GIFs, Twitter and all that, and he's always referring to Futurama. So I'm telling you right now, I'm announcing this now. Roxy, you're on your own from now on if Bobby Gottfried is okay. not, what is it? Bender? Bender. Bender from Futurama. All right, so then, and I agree, Thelma, I could see the whole flirting with Scooby-Doo. I don't know. I, you know what, guys? All right. You're going to switch him? No, I'm not going to switch him, oh. but I'm just going to say I'm going to pull a Wilbon here and say I could see this going either way. Okay, but which one are you picking? Oh, come on. With us or a reverse? All right, should I do it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to pick against you. Okay. I'm going to say Velma from Scooby-Doo is Michelle Miller and the Roadrunner is Jamie Julian. Okay. Just to have some fun here. Okay. How's that sound? Now, we, we did offer it up to you. Do you want to change your answers? I'm good. You're locked in? That's your final answer? (laughs) All right. We have the the envelope that is sealed. Sealed envelope. We have. All right. We can still play. We were right. Bobby is Bender from Futurama. Perfect. All right. Now, wait. Wait. Which way did we go? You guys said who was? We went Jamie for Velma, Michelle Miller for the Roadrunner, and you went the reverse. Okay. So we are consistent here on the Loyal Littles podcast, if nothing else. (laughs) 
Chuck botched it again. You guys are correct. Congratulations, Brian. You've got it. So Velma from Scooby-Doo is Jamie Julian, and the Roadrunner is Michelle Miller. Nice. You're two for two on this, supposedly. Now, we don't know for sure about the first one, but we'll we'll believe you. How's that? Pixar didn't happen. Yep. Right, yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to, this is kind of fun. We'll, we might have to do this again. Yeah. And we're going to start, I think, giving out some prizes for this because he came on. Now, I do think that was a gimme. I really do. But I talked myself out of it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I thought it'd be fun just to have something going the opposite way. And I thought maybe I could actually win one of these for the first time in a long time by myself. Maybe you should just stick with Roxy. <laughs> Maybe I should. And Brian, because he's two for yeah. two, apparently. So Good job. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming back on and playing Stump. I, are we calling this Stump the Hosts? I think for now we'll for still now we'll keep call it, it Stump the Hosts. We haven't gotten any other you're suggestions. You're so. kind of co-hosting with us right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. I mean, so. you're coming back on for your you know five mediocre minutes. Mm-hmm. Got to hear about your grandson pouring <laughs> cereal in a bowl of milk. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 What did you call him, by the way? Oh, a button pusher. Button pusher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, it happens. He, he, he loves to press people's buttons. Uh-huh. Well, look at the bright side. You, you have a brand new grandchild that you can start training earlier than that. Because clearly something right. went wrong in there somewhere. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so anyway, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and playing our little game. I swear little, he had no idea he was coming on to do this. Yep. This was a complete surprise. So thanks for playing along, Brian. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. And don't forget to check out his episode. It's a yes. great interview. Great time. And uh, episode we'll uh, make sure. We, episode 83. Make sure you go back and meet Brian. Yeah. If you haven't already. All right, Roxy. That's all the time we have. So tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. It really does help. And thank you once again, Matt Stanton, for coming on to Meet the Littles today. And thank you, Tim and Becca Wildsmith, Jolene Wojcik, and Joe Magnew for our bumpers this episode. All right, Roxy, time to get out of here. I feel like, should we have said something about the Chris Rock? I think people have all said enough. <laughs> we did love the Liza moment, though. Yeah. It was sad. Very mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. But glad she got to be there. Yeah. And bless you, Lady Gaga, for handling the situation with oh Grace. Oh, my gosh. So Grace and poise and just so much kindness. Yeah. She's, I, I have so much respect for her. The Oscars really snuck up on us, though. Oh, boy. Anyway, all right. Enjoy the basketball, everyone. And remember, if you happen to be shopping online on certain websites, you know, like stickgrip.com or fogfreeeyewear.com, don't forget to use the code LLPOD. LLPOD. Use it, people. Bye. Uh, yeah, I got nervous.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. He's my favorite. Oh, yeah.